Welcome back to Raw Nomadic Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Thanks for joining me on my year-long sabbatical on the road. Help me spread the word that nine times out of ten, you can heal yourself. This is a raw vegan healing travel journey. I'm loving it. I am still in Shawnee National Forest in southern Illinois. And... uh, I want to tell you about a place called Turkey Bayou that is kept open thanks to this incredible guy named Norm who oversees a team of volunteers. Uh, The government wanted to shut this part of the park, the national park down and they have fought to keep it open and they pay for everything out of their own pockets and kindness of strangers they donate they build picnic tables they you know take care of the weeds and um, build fire pits and they don't charge the campers anything it's unbelievable I mean you just don't see this anymore I've never heard of anything like it and I think it's the most peaceful place I've ever been I just want you to know that it's here and the more people that come and enjoy it, the longer they can keep it open. Uh, The Forest Service does uh, require a report every year from Norm to see if people are actually using this park and man, this guy works 60 hours a week at his regular job and then he comes here. And I don't know when his wife gets to see him, but um, it's really mind-blowing what they do to keep the place open. A tree fell on the road, uh, actually, the other night. Um, It was in the morning, actually. I swear I heard it. It was quite a ways away, but, I mean, it's four miles into the forest, and it was probably halfway down the road that the tree fell, and it was a huge tree. I remember, like, waking up to some other campers asking like kind of shouting does anybody have a chainsaw (laughs) but it ended up being the fire department that came and got the tree out of the way Uh, we had a big storm and luckily I did not uh, experience any of the flooding that my neighbors did everybody in the park their tents flooded and I have a new tent this is very interesting I have a new tent because my old tent was stolen a year ago here so when it happened I was really shocked I had gone to town for some batteries and some gas and it came back and it was gone and this never happens here Uh, everybody has said that that it's just unheard of but you know maybe some kids drove through and they really wanted a tent I was super attached to that thing highly sentimental person here Oh man, that tent, that orange tent, I love orange, and that tent has seen a thousand slumber parties in the last, you know, 10, 11 years. Um, Lots of basement camping, lots of living room camping, and some outdoor camping. I never would have gotten rid of it. So this was the universe's way of making me get a new waterproof tent because um, the people who were in the site that I used last year had an almost identical tent 
on the same spot, literally. I know, it was really, really weird and trippy. Um, but I did look up pictures of mine, because I'm like, no, that's, that's not my tent. It's the same color, very similar. But um, <laughs> they were flooded terribly. Like, their things were floating, and they had to get a new phone, and it was really sad. Um, and I hardly got any water at all in mine. And it was a pretty major storm. And it was very cozy. Uh, I love my new tent. So I've made peace with all of that, with that whole adventure. When it happened, I was just so shocked. Uh, and I had just gotten here. I'd only been here one night. And so I spent the whole next day searching all over Carbondale for a new tent and a fancy new chair because <laughs> I was going to treat myself. And I'm really happy with what I have. <laughs> so everything happens for a reason. I thought that was a really great lesson for me, uh, making peace with that whole thing because uh, it all worked out well for me. And maybe somebody got some use out of a tent when they couldn't afford to buy one. I don't know. Wish them the best. In other news, uh, just... A quick note about my partner, Gabe, who is doing great back in Chicago with our pup, Jebbers. Um, I did ask him to do this with me probably a hundred times over the last seven years that we've been together. And I've also been very vocal, as you might imagine, that's just the kind of person I am, about my dreams and about my desire to do this. Um, I had tiny house blueprints when he met me. He knew that I had this wanderlust and uh, pretty sure I got it from my dad. Um, I don't know. My mother has some of this too in her though. So um, for better or worse, I have a raging case of wanderlust and now I am seeing it to fruition. Uh, I absolutely love it down here. This is just the most peaceful place and again just come down here and camp because you have to see it to really believe it one of the articles um, that I read that Norm, Norm let me read yesterday said it's like walking off the face of the earth and I really can't disagree with that it is so remote you're four miles into the forest and Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but a friend of mine, I sent some pictures and videos today, and she said, I love you, but it's Kara, Kara in Quebec. She says, I love you, but you sound like you're high. <laughs> and I said, I'm not high. Well, I am on nature, apparently. I don't think I've licked any toads that I can remember. I did talk to a teeny tiny one this morning. Um, I've talked to butterflies. Um, yeah. And last night was like the first time down here. I had the whole park to myself. People were here over the Labor Day weekend. But last night it was just me in the main campground in Turkey Bayou. And then on the other side of the water, there's an older guy with his dog. And that's it. Like, it was so quiet. And the stars are out of this world. I wrote it down and now I can't find my notes. It's called, I, I think it's called a dark spot. It's where there isn't any re residual reflective light. 
in the sky and so I, I had forgotten probably haven't seen stars like that since the farm when I was a kid so yeah the sky was just loaded with them and okay so camping by myself um <laughs> I have to give a shout out to a friend of mine and I'm so sorry I don't remember her first name but it's Raminta Jonian's daughter and she is the first person who ever mentioned camping by herself it just like kind of put it on my radar she was a hypnotherapy client and young girl and out there camping by herself and it gave me you know the I don't know the courage to try it so last night um <laughs> parks pitch black and after I you know built a decent fire and looked at the stars and I was kind of tired I'd had a long day I really really enjoyed talking to to Norm and I'm so happy he shared all of his articles with me because this place is in danger of being closed for good he has one year um, left on the contract and they they want him to sign another five-year contract but he'd like to retire from his 60 hour a week job and from this he he would still love to work down here he's been coming to this place for 40 years since he um, had a friend who was going to um, forestry school in Carbondale um, who discovered Turkey Bayou and brought him here and he and his friends have been coming here all this time just absolutely in love with this place and so He's happy to keep working on it, but he doesn't want to be in charge of all the volunteers and just everything. It's a lot on a guy. I can't believe this guy. He, he won person of the year um, for, it's, uh, I believe, Illinois Outdoor Magazine. I think it's a newsletter. If you go to my Facebook page, which I'm the only Sherry Michelle, um, on Facebook. It's S-H-E-R-I, one E, one R, one I. Michelle is not like it sounds. It's Palestinian. It's my former husband's name. So it's M as in magic, E as in evolve, S is in solitude, H as in happy, A as in angels, L as in love. Sherry Michelle. Find me on Facebook. I just posted a ton of pictures about Turkey Bayou and Shawnee National Forest. And oh, I'm in love with this place. I hope I get to come here every year for the rest of my life, at least once a year. Um, but like I said, Norm's getting ready to retire. He has uh, like a year left on this contract. So they're looking for somebody to take this over. If you know of someone who would love to oversee a team of volunteers who take care of a campground that has 19 spots, get in touch um, their Facebook page is called friends of the Bayou and uh, I just think it's amazing what they're doing down here I'm I just am so impressed and so touched they don't charge the campers anything <laughs> I just can't get over that they certainly could and if you would like to run a campground actually make it a business that's an option too he says that you can sign a contract with the uh, forest 
Forest Reserve, I think it is. And for $500, I forget the word for it, but you would have your own campground. You could sell firewood. You could have an ice cream truck. You could do whatever you wanted. You could have bands play there. 19 spots. It's pretty small. Um, but it's really, really peaceful and beautiful. And it's just such a great opportunity for the right person or persons, maybe a family. So keep that in mind. Also, I'm going to put more information on my website about getting in touch with me. Um, Kara suggested this. It's a great idea. Um, more information about raw nomadic lens and about if you can have a conversation with me, of course, through the podcast, if you um, follow and you know subscribe, like, comment, all of that, or you can contact me through my website um, because there is a, a message page and I get those through email. So it's, again, sherrymichelle.com. So S-H-1-E-1-R-1-I, S-H-E-R-I, Michelle. Amazon Magic, E as in Evolve, S as in Solitude, H as in Happy, A as in Angels, L as in Love.com. I'm so glad that you're here and you're experiencing this with me in a way. It's really incredible. Like everything, I feel like just layers and layers of stress anxiety, worry, all of that is just falling away. Yeah, there were some branches cracking in the woods last night, or this morning really it was. I I think I heard an animal breathing around my tent. There's no bears down here, but um, I do have bear spray. I do have pepper spray. I do have a a good self-defense kit, if I do say so myself. Don't think I'm gonna need any of that. Although I did just tell everybody where I am. (laughs) But I think that uh, I'm going to be just fine. I know I'm just going to be fine because uh, I have a lot of faith. And I know good things um, happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. But if I'm supposed to go out uh, camping by myself in a national forest, that's the way I'm supposed to go out. No worries. I think that letting as many people as possible know and understand that nine times out of ten they can heal themselves is a message that is worth putting out there in any way that I can. So here I am, hopefully week after week. Actually, it hasn't been that long since the last podcast, a few days, but I'm really losing track of time out here too, because someone asked me, Norm asked me yesterday, how many days you've been out here? I said, hmm, three, maybe four. No, Sherry, you've been out here seven days now. (laughs) Seven days, uh, you lost a few there, but I've been reading and writing and journaling and just freaking blissed out. It's something I wish for everyone everyone I know okay maybe not my former sister-in-law but now because she hates camping (laughs) but maybe like an afternoon (laughs) of this she says she feels dirty even when she's in the shower when she's camping (laughs) so 
it's not for everybody, I guess, but okay. I wish it for everybody that loves this kind of thing. I really hope that you get to have a getaway like this because it's priceless. I feel like it probably takes years off your life. And how am I feeling back on Raw? I'm feeling amazing. <laughs> I don't really care about food. Okay, this is my big stumbling block, not eating enough. I'm definitely not eating enough. Um, I brought a ton of frozen fruit with me. It went bad in a couple of days. So for a couple of days, I had a lot of great fruit. And then I gave it to the animals. And then um, I made some, I had some nuts and seeds and um, see, I had some tahini with me and carrots. That was excellent. I made some goop last night out of like tahini and cacao powder and um, chopped dates and pumpkin seeds and walnuts and chia seeds and it had too much fat in it for sure but I hadn't eaten anything all day I'd been so busy like just absorbing all of these great stories about this area from Norm that I just didn't eat all day and and I kind of do that a lot I've noticed um but I'm fine I'm feeling great I have plenty of energy and food's just not really important to me right now and it's um I mean really it's just fuel at this point but it also, um, what I'm eating just seems so perfect for this, for camping. And when I think about like the food that I'm going to get tomorrow when I drive to Carbondale, it's going to be like bananas and grapes and more fruit. So, and greens. Actually, this is wild. I'm about to go pick some greens. Just dandelion greens. Don't worry. I don't have my wild edibles book yet. Uh, I'm going to order that tomorrow too. But I uh, I know dandelion greens are edible because I've put them in smoothies before. I've actually bought them from a grocery store. But I'm going to pick some out here because I'm missing greens. I have some tahini with me. I have a lot of spices and stuff with me. So I'm going to make a salad <laughs> out of these wild edibles. And I'm psyched and looking forward to that. So how is raw going? Raw is going great. Uh, when Norm told me about all the great food that's around here, um, yeah, it sounded good, but I was like, yeah, that's not on my path right now. Um, he says that in um, Tower, what is it called? Something Tower. It's a town really close by, just a little town. They have a little store and they have the best biscuits and gravy and they have the best pizza and they make sandwiches and okay, great. For those of you listening um, who come down here, that's there. I won't be um, eating that, but it's good to know that it's there if you need it. And that's where I bought batteries last time too, by the way, and gas. Um, there's also a place called Bottoms Up, not far from here. I have not been there, um, but it's a bar. And there is a tin barn I want to visit for sure. Hey, I'm drinking fresh spring water. Today I found the spring they told me about. It's really good water. And it just kind of comes down from, they call it the mountain there. It's not a big mountain, but I had a really beautiful experience there with a swallowtail butterfly. Swallowtail is the name of my first book. And so when I see one, it's, it's pretty special. I don't see them all the time. 
and I've seen probably half a dozen of them while I've been down here. They're um, native to the area. And it was just so cool. Like I got great video. It was on a zinnia, a pink zinnia. Zinnias are my favorite flower. And it was just really a magical moment. There were two other little butterflies playing with each other nearby. And um, I just feel like I get these signs all the time that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. When I hiked to the top of that first big hill on that trail over by Chalk Bluff, and there was a picture of a swallowtail on the sign, like my jaw dropped, like, okay, yes, swallowtail butterflies are for everybody, and they've been around for a long, long, long time. I know that it's not something that was put there just for me, but I love, I love that it's there. I love that these guys show up. Um, and just like really warm my heart. Sometimes it feels like my dad saying hi to me. That book would not have happened without my dad and all the experiences we had after he died. So who knows? Could be. As long as we're on the topic of woo-woo, buckle up. I bought a pendulum when I was in Ireland at Malinhead. There was a woman with like kind of a little kiosk um, after we were done hiking, selling t-shirts and necklaces and things. And technically it was a necklace. It's an amethyst. Uh, but the second I saw it, I knew I wanted that for my pendulum because, um, I had a hypnotherapy client who uses a pendulum all the time. Brilliant woman. I love this woman. And her name's Linda. And she, has been doing this for years and she consults this pendulum for all kinds of decisions. And so it was kind of in the back of my mind for quite a while. And then I thought, "Mm, I'm gonna look this up. And so I went to YouTube and learned more about pendulums. And it's funny that I never use one because I'm a hypnotherapist or I was, and um, you know, that's heavily associated with, with hypnosis. Um, by the way, when a hypnotherapist uses a pendulum, it is just eye fatigue. It's kind of a big cliche now. Nobody really uses them anymore, but it's just to get your eyes to be kind of sleeping. Um, so, and there are other methods for doing that. Some people just use their finger in and out, same effect, but, um, she was using a pendulum to, you know, get guidance from her guides, from her angels, whatever you want to call it, the universe maybe. And so I started with a basic pendulum, a piece of thread and uh, two washers. And I used that a little bit, but when I saw the amethyst, I knew that was it. So I got it, I put it on the string, put the uh, washers away. I don't know what's happened to those. And I uh, started consulting it from time to time. And I just got yeses, yeses, yeses. And I kind of thought, well, <laughs> so much for this. That was a fun idea, whatever. Um, but I did, you know, it's not like I completely ignored it. Um, yeah, I, I paid attention to it. Um, I'm not making any major, major decisions with it. But um, yesterday, I got the first no and typical I you know one is not good enough for me I had to ask it like six seven times should I go into town today should I go into town today should I go into town today (laughs) every single time it said no 
should I go into t town tomorrow? I said yes. Okay. I don't know why I'm not supposed to go into town today, but I'll hang out here. And I, I had planned to do some work at Starbucks and uh, catch up on some things. And uh, so I stayed and that is the day I met Norm. And he told me all about the park and so many great stories. You know, I'm a story junkie, total story addict. So, uh, so many great stories about this place. And I got to read all the articles and then some of the other volunteers stopped by and talked with them. It was a great day. And really fed my soul like just learning about how things work down here and who these people are and what they do um, just so that total strangers can enjoy this place and then this morning uh, I was going to town like I got myself all cleaned up I looked I can't even think about the way I must have looked yesterday it was so dirty and gross from camping but that's just part of it so I got all cleaned up and like have my hair up and everything and I'm going to town but first I wanted to find the natural spring found that filled up all of my water jugs and uh, took that video of the swallowtail took lots of butterfly videos today I found a whole monarch party happening um, that's on Facebook too so I'll have to put those on Insta as well and uh, something made me check the pendulum for should I go into town today and it said no and I was kind of like but I I'm all ready to go I'm ready to go to town <laughs> I got myself all done up to go to town I'm wearing makeup I'm wearing perfume which is not a good idea out in the woods so I had planned to be in town today working but uh it said no and of course when I asked it six more times it still said no it's like all right for whatever reason I mean you were right yesterday I'll go back so here I am recording the podcast instead and uh, I'm gonna pick some wild greens and uh, I think really the only other thing I should mention rest and sleep I am very well rested I'm getting great sleep I read at night um, once I turn in and uh, yeah I really don't hear stuff out in the woods at night I hear because they're like thick woods behind the tent and um, I did move to the other spot where the uh, my neighbor campers were um, during the storm and stuff I moved to that spot my original spot from last year because they have little baby squirrels eating out of their hands over there and I was like I want some of that so um, I have seen the baby squirrels and I've seen their nest but they have not eaten out of my hand that's gonna take some time uh, hopefully it'll happen before I leave uh, they're super cute though there's two of them and I did leave some nuts and seeds for them on the table and We'll see how that goes. But yeah, there are thick, thick woods behind the tent now. And uh, I don't hear a lot out of there, except in the morning I did a little bit. And I did hear kind of an animal breathing around the tent, I think. But I'm thinking, I don't know, what could it be? Like, I don't know, a beaver or something. I don't know. I wouldn't hear a beaver breathing. But 
I'm just, I know it's not a bear. Um, it didn't sound like panting, and I don't think it's coyote, but who knows? You do hear coyotes. You hear a train, which is super cool, like off in the distance, like several times a night in the morning. It's really beautiful. And uh, I'm, I'm resting well, like I sleep well. Um, it gets cool but not too cold. I did put on like uh, jeans and stuff the other night and kind of bundled up a little bit when it got down in the 50s, but uh, it's like in the 80s here during the day and 60s at night and it's great. A little damp, you know, but whatever. I don't mind it. Everything dries out just fine. I do want to say like a little bit about escape hatches. I think the reason that I don't care about food right now and I don't care about movies or anything like that is I have nothing to escape from here and that's kind of how I view those things Netflix and I mean all those great guilty pleasures um, they're escape hatches when we're like frustrated that our life isn't exactly the way we want and and while this is not what I want, like, 24-7, it's fantastic right now. And I have no reason to escape into food or movies or, you know, shopping. Or yeah, I'm not a big shopper, but, you know, the things that we escape into. That's how I think of them. I think of them like when R2 and C-3PO took the hatch off of the main ship, um, that's what I think of when, like, I turn to food or something because I'm, like, dissatisfied or irritated or frustrated or whatever. So, yeah, no need for that really out here. I love minimalism and simplicity, so this is very minimalistic. I love getting back to that. And definitely when I get back to Chicago, I want to purge a lot of my stuff again. I really prefer to have less and I think it just opens the doors for more experiences, life experiences. It frees you up big time. I did say that I've been reading, not to escape, but just I have time to read again for a while there because I had two book businesses. There were books, books everywhere, not a book to read. I had no time to read and it was really pissing me off. So now I have time. What am I reading? Uh, I reread Raw Family, which is my favorite raw food book. If you haven't read it, it's phenomenal. It's better every time I read it, I swear. One of those really magical little books. It's a one day read, fantastic adventure story. And I've probably read it six times in the last 15 years. So reread that right away. Uh, I'm reading Edgar Casey on Prophecy. Mm, I love Edgar Casey. I'm going to go to the ARE Institute in Virginia Beach. And uh, I can't wait to do that. It's going to be incredible. I love all of the documentaries on him which can be found on YouTube. Uh, but this book is a little dry. It's pretty serious. It was written in the 60s. Um, yeah, so it's pretty uh, kind of uptight. It's not about his life either, you know. 
And maybe he was a kind of a serious guy. I think he kind of was. I mean, not that he didn't have a sense of humor, um, but yeah. So that one, mm, I can't really recommend. Um, Hypnovision by Lizette Scholl. I've had that book. I've had several copies of that book and given them away and stuff since uh, I went to hypnotherapy school in 2005 um, at the Hypnotherapy Training Institute in Corte Madera, California. So that book I've not ever been diligent with. I've never really committed to the exercises. Um, I did do exercises from it a number of times and I did notice a difference in my vision and really they're just muscles. So if you can change those muscles, um, strengthen them, and change the shape of your eye, which is really what's happening with nearsightedness and farsightedness and astigmatism. And so when I did do the exercises, I noticed that there was a change. Um, it was like my prescription in my glasses was off. So now I have time to do this consistently. I mean, I probably always had time. It's just I brought it with me because I wanted to do this consistently and see if I can really change my vision um, and keep it well. Um, it's an incredible book. She had phenomenal success uh, with many, many students uh, for years and years and years. So I do recommend it. Um, we'll see what I can accomplish with it. Um, I'm excited because my vision got much worse this past year. Uh, being in school again, I had so much screen time. I noticed it really went downhill as far as um, needing <laughs> bifocals. I have to have bifocals. I really don't like having bifocals. So uh, I don't like them on stairs, especially. But uh, maybe I can get rid of those. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, Oh, I'm also reading You Are Badass by Jen Sincero. That is an excellent book, and I could not have timed that better. And I've had that book for a long time, I think. Hmm, probably at least a year. So, love it so far, really. It's about just getting your shit together and really going for it, like totally creating the life that you want. So, and I didn't realize that's exactly what that book was about when I packed it, but I'm really glad I did. And then the other one I'm reading is Catching the Big Fish by David Lynch, which shows promise. It's about meditation. Um, it is about creativity. So I think I'm going to love that one too. So everything is going really well. Not that I haven't had challenges. Oh yes, I've had challenges. You know, I made a few mistakes when I first got here. Um, but in the overall, in the grand scheme of things, I packed really well. Um, there are very few things that I'm missing that I'm going to get tomorrow. Um, it's going really great. Like if you're thinking about doing this, about taking off on a sabbatical god do it like why did i wait so long 
because I was afraid of letting people down, disappointing people, or what people would think. Oh my God, pardon my French, but fuck that. To thine own self be true. Doc, my friend with Alzheimer's, who I used to take care of, who was like, like a grade school buddy, like, oh, she was just the best to just run around with and go do things with. This was her motto, to thine own self be true. And she was a psychoanalyst for over 60 years. She worked into her 80s. And I have no doubt she was phenomenal at what she did because sometimes she'd slip back into that therapist mode when we'd be talking. And it was, um, she was great. Even with Alzheimer's, she was great at it. It didn't happen often, but uh, I remember one time I said, like, I don't know if my partner is holding me back. Like, he has mentioned it many times that he thinks he's holding me back. And she said, and she kind of like did that thing where she would just, her, she would shift in her seat and kind of fold her arms and she'd say, nobody can hold you back unless they have a gun to your head. So... <laughs> That really sticks with me. I can't wait to see her when I hit DC. So if you have someone that you feel may be holding you back and you've invited them to come with you a hundred times, I mean, to thine own self be true. What do you really want? You may not want the same things. And that doesn't mean that a year from now or six months from now you're not going to be like side by side you know ultimate team you've always been but there may be a time in your life where you need some solitude and some peace and some time away from everything and I want you to take it because you deserve it you are more than enough. You deserve this. And you deserve to have the life that you want. Take it. Create it. Everything will fall where it's supposed to. God, when I think of, you know, I mean, we don't want to make people cry. But my former husband, my Arabic husband, I'm still really close with all of his family. Like, I love those people. That's for life. And he cried when I left. But we wanted very different things. We were very different people. And if I had not done that, he has two beautiful children who are the absolute light of his life. They wouldn't exist had I not had the guts to leave when I knew I had to. I have this thing that happens when I'm in a relationship uh, and I can't breathe, <laughs> literally, it's not asthma, it's anxiety. Because the first uh, marriage uh, this happened in, uh, I, I went and had a full stress test, full workup. Uh, because I was like, am I having a heart attack? What is happening when I can't get a deep breath? And they just tested me for everything and said, it's anxiety. And I got a divorce and then I got remarried and then it happened again like years later you know four years later five years later 
but I would get this in my chest where I can't get a deep breath and it's not so scary it's not that scary it's just like it's upsetting to me because I don't like to be controlled in any way shape or form and not being able to get a deep breath really feels like you're being controlled and um, it's not that I can't breathe it's not asthma I can breathe okay but by human nature we want to calm ourselves down by taking a deep breath and when you can't do that and you're really upset it it freaks you out and it pisses me off honestly um because now you know <laughs> the third time like I know what this is and I know that's when I would normally get a divorce when it gets to that point um you know and granted the other person is stressed and scared um and that's why they're um lashing out but um that doesn't change the fact that I can't breathe the way that I want to, you know? And if you're um, experiencing that, first of all, go get it checked out and make sure that that's all it is. And second of all, God, that's a huge red flag. No matter how much I love my partner, that is a huge red flag that I need to make a change. And so I did. And you can think whatever you want about that. Um, It doesn't matter. It's none of my business what you think about me or what I do. This is what I need to do. And I hope you you do what you need to do. Please. In my next podcast, I hope I have my... uh, old phone so that I can access the list of fantastic raw vegan documentaries. Some of them are just vegans uh, documentaries, uh, but there's like over 40 and I've watched most of them. So uh, right now I can tell you that What the Health is a fantastic documentary, Um, but Game Changers I think is my all-time favorite um, Cowspiracy is good. Uh, of course, Forks Over Knives. My buddy, Ruth Heydrich. My buddy. <laughs> like, we're, like, we're super close. We are not. But we do exchange emails. And she did have me read her book. And I want to say, again, um, if you or anyone you know has breast implants, you have to read this book. Also, Mesh. Uh, you know, Mesh for bladder surgeries, hernia surgeries. It affects... Uh, those people as well. So Ruth Heydrich, Dr. Ruth Heydrich has a new book out um, and you really, really have to read it. And what is the name of the book, Sherry? I think it's called A Living Nightmare. So sorry, I don't have that in front of me. Um, But look her up, go to her website. She's going to have it on there for sure. Find her on Facebook. search it and search her name in the uh on spotify uh, or whatever um you're listening to and uh i'm sure she'll be doing a lot of interviews about this book uh it's really sad what she suffered through um when she's worked so hard to like raise her health to unbelievable standards uh 
the things she has accomplished are mind-blowing. So that makes me really sad that she has suffered with this. But everything happens for a reason, right? So what a fantastic person to get the word out about breast implant illness. It is real. And it is affecting millions of people, not just women. And uh, it's, it's unnecessary. This can be avoided. This can be healed. So, and it's not easy. Um, she's still healing from this. She had implants for a long time because she had a mastectomy uh, when she had breast cancer. So, please look it up and look it up for your friends and family members and spread the word. I'm so glad we have Ruth Heydrich in this world. Man, she's my hero. That's about all I've got for you right now. And I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day to spend it with me on my little adventure here. And I want you to do something nice for yourself today. And I want you to be good to yourself and listen to yourself and pay attention to the red flags and make the changes that you need to make. Have a great day.